Hello everyone, and welcome to Bluebeard's Tech Talk. I'm Josh Bentley, and yes, I have a blue beard. I work for SAP, one of the world's largest business software companies, and I'm a developer advocate on our developer relations team. As part of my responsibilities, I talk about the SAP Cloud Platform. One of the goals of this podcast is to connect developers to code they may or may not have been aware of, and they can use it when they're developing their own applications. Another ambitious goal of this podcast is to entertain you. To do that, I'm going to try to have as many interviews as I can with subject matter experts. Okay, let's get started. Hello and welcome to another edition of Bluebeard's Tech Talk. My guest today is my colleague from SAP, Trisha Barton. Hello, Trisha. Hello, Josh. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing great today. Thanks. Awesome. Well, we're recording on a Friday and I will tell you that it went from 70 degrees in Pennsylvania yesterday to now it was 50 and a little overcast and rainy. So I'm expecting not snow flurries, but people about an hour and a half north of us are getting snow this weekend. Oh, that's crazy. I think it was 80 degrees here yesterday. I'm in San Ramon, California, so it's a little, little bit different. It's oh, beautiful. Yeah. It's going to be a beautiful weekend. I hope for stable temperatures in about a week here, maybe two weeks. <laughs> spring, spring is usually starting in March, and it takes until the end of May to actually become spring. Ah. But yeah. I'm an hour from Philadelphia, so that's where I'm located. Gotcha. Yeah, no, we're in the, we're in the Bay Area, and it's it goes from, you know, winter is, is not, not a big deal. It rains a little bit, um, and then we have about two weeks of spring, and then we're in summer. Okay. So, yeah, I miss, Our, I grew up in Pennsylvania. I miss the springtime. Where did you grow up? Uh, Gettysburg. Nice. Four score and seven years ago, Gettysburg. Yeah. Very nice. Fun. I remember when I went to my first tour at Gettysburg, all the statues, people would rub the noses that were bronze, and so that would be the only shiny part of the statue. Yeah, yeah. So growing up there, you have, you have a couple of summer jobs. You, have, uh, you work for tourism, either in the hotels, in the uh, uh, restaurants, or you give tours. So I was one of the ones that gave tours. So. Very nice. Yeah. Well, I had you on here so people could hear about SAP and how oh, we right. develop technology. No problem. I love chatting, but I wanted <laughs> to talk about technology and the technology that we use at SAP. So tell people, you know, who you are and what your role is with the company. Sure. My name is Trisha Barton again. Um, I'm an iOS developer and tech lead for the Native App Experiences team, uh, which is in SAP IT. We build apps for internal use. Um, our, we are based in, again, San Ramon, California. We have about 16 developers. Uh, two of those are, are, we have two PMs and then two UX experts. And we have a couple of interns sprinkled here and there. Um, there are, we, we manage 40 apps. So there are 40 apps that, we, that all 16 of us take care of. So there's, we're spread pretty thin. Uh, 27 of those apps are using the SDK, the iOS SDK. Uh, it's an SAP uh, framework, the solution that really helps us. Now I can get into that a little bit more. Um, and then all of them are using the Fiori design language. So what is that? that that's something that 
that can help us. It's a it's an SAP framework and solution that. Um, Do you happen it, to know Santosh Kakiri? Uh, so no. Santosh is a guy that I worked with at Sapphire last year, I believe, or maybe it was two years ago. It kind of runs together. But down in Orlando, I was helping the user experience booth, and he has the SAP UX and design uh, responsibility for Fiori on iOS and Android. So it's a template that you can actually open up on a tablet, and it will show you how to build an app for Fiori. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. So, so it helps um, our designers get these sketch templates that show the design language. It shows basically there's certain widgets that you can you can put on here, put build up use to make an app, and our designers will will kind of choose those. And then there are uh, the SDK has basically drag and drop code. I mean, it's not drag and drop, but it's snippets of code that you can put in to actually build exactly what it looks like, exactly what the designers are building. So um, it's something that, that lets, lets the developers uh, take care of the, what we do best, which is getting the data and making it, making it available and letting the designers take care of what they do best, which is actually doing the design. And we don't have to fight so much over the two pixels here and there. So it, that, that's what lets us build you know, 16 developers working on 40 apps. So that's what lets us do that. Okay, so that's kind of the how you do it. And I think an iOS developer that's familiar with developing Swift code and understanding there's an SDK out there for different things they're trying to accomplish will, will be pretty understanding of that. But maybe the why do you do it? Why does SAP have so many people dedicated to building apps internally? Well, everybody's on the go. Um, Everybody has to be somewhere else. Everybody's doing 18 things at one time. Really having, having the flexibility of, of doing, doing things on the go, especially now in times where we're at, we're at home. So we need to be able to be able to be flexible, be mobile. Uh, we have a lot of apps for, for sales folks. They need to be able to, uh, you know, they're on their way to a, a sales meeting. They want, they need to be able to connect to their CRM system. They need to be looking at the latest and greatest information that, that they have. If there are any tickets open for this, for this customer, they want to have that right there on the go. They don't want to have the data that they, they looked up before they left. So they want to be able to be walking in and have this information. Um, we have apps for all of our employees that, again, on the go. So we have apps where you, uh, you're at the airport, you forgot to send your out of office, you can change that. You, we have apps where we forgot to uh, add our, um, our timesheet. Everybody needs to record their time, who, which projects they've been working on. We have apps to do that. We, it just really makes people do their job from anywhere. Uh, we would love for for somebody to be sitting at their computer and you can either log on to different systems and all these clicks to, to, to do something or you've got your mobile device beside you. We would love people to choose the mobile device because it is an easier, more flexible, more fluid experience. It's, a, it's just a better user experience. And that's what we'd like to, that's our goal, to make something user, more user friendly.
So for the poor people that listen to my first podcast, which I talk about myself and how I got my start, when I came into SAP in 2007, we were Blackberries and uh. mobile devices were email on the go. And one of the things that our CIO, Mike Goltz, told me was it, we would really like to have everything as easy as email. We would like to have all these things that we're doing be that easy. And one of our colleagues, Martin Lang, he would say, hey, you know, a couple of clicks, you should be able to get in and get out. And he was a big proponent of making things easy to use, just as you mentioned, on the go. Um, at the time, we didn't have the same amount of employees we took care of. So how many apps? You said we have 40 apps for how many? 40. How many 40 employees? internal apps. And we have about 100,000 employees. I think we support at this time um, about 60, 60 uh, devices. So, or I'm sorry, 60,000 devices, 60,000 devices uh, within, within uh, SAP. No, I get you. So 60,000 devices, that includes iPads, Android tablets as well? 60,000 iOS devices. iOS devices, okay. So that would then, be iPhones and iPads. Gotcha, okay. Um, and then you have developers on staff that do Android as well? We do have a small team that does Android as well. However, there are far fewer Android users. Uh, and far fewer Android use cases for the enterprise. Apple has such great has such a great suite for us to use for the enterprise. It just and the 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 MDM of to to enroll devices and to push out applications to the devices that are that our employees own is a little bit more smooth, I think, for 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 Apple. Yeah, and I think uh, MDM not being master data management, being mobile device management in this case, we use yes. a company, I think it's public, or we've mentioned that we work with a company called Jamf, right? Yes, and we actually have a partnership. I know um, Martin Lang that you, you mentioned earlier does, he actually speaks at some of their conferences because we are such big users uh, of, of Jamf and they've, they've really been working with us to, to tune what we need them to do. It's, it's great. So. What Jamf allows us to do is we can uh, make a change to an app and we can push it out to all 100,000 employees or all of, our, all of our devices quickly, seamlessly with, you know, in no time. How it's, do you, know, really how do you even know that you need to change an app though once you release it? Is it a ticket process? So, so, ha, so we're going to... For instance, uh, we have a, a framework that we have called a feedback shake. People will, people can shake all of our IT apps. They can shake their phone, and it will pop up a pop up a dialog box saying, "Hey, uh, are you having problems?" It's called it's called a feedback shake because you can you can give any feedback. You can give positive feedback. You can get negative feedback. You can report bugs. You can have questions. It'll take the logs. It'll take a screenshot it'll so you know where you are when you, at, at that moment in time and that information will go directly to the developers so if it's a bug we can that's how we can it'll be get reported to us it does come directly to us we can investigate that we can create we can do our fix because we're that good we'll make <laughs> a quick fix in like you know an hour we can actually push that back out to everybody and that's kind of how how that that process could work um, 
that and then we would we could push that out we could just upload it to jamf and it would go out to to all of those folks that so we're a pretty security minded company though sorry to cut you off but we're pretty security minded are you pushing things silently or do they have to opt in to make it happen to their personal and corporate devices so for the corporate devices uh, right now, it's it's actually super cool the way we have it integrated with Jamf. So a new device will come in. You order it through through SAP. You basically just turn the turn the device on, and it goes through a little dialog box. You 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 sit there and wait for it to flash a couple times. It automatically enrolls, and and apps start getting pushed to your device. So now now. You've turned your your brand new device on, and it's automatically enrolled. So any apps that we decide to push out automatically will go. Or we have we have there is an interface. It's a little bit like the App Store. So it's an internal App Store that's uh, provided by Jamf that allows the employees to go in and choose apps that are pertinent to them. Nice. So that's cool. Yeah. So while we were talking, I went and downloaded an app from my self-service application, which I think is what Jam calls yes. it on my device. Okay, good. Yes. Yeah, just to test, test and walk around while you were talking. So I was trying to find one I could do shake. So I shook my phone and it says, send general feedback, report an issue or suggest a feature. That's it. Now that is not good to use, I guess, while jogging because it's shaking <laughs> a lot. But what about, we, go ahead. Right. Well, I was going to say that was actually one of our one of the feedbacks. We have a we have a chat app that we use internally that's all secure. Uses the you know goes through the HCP um, SAP cloud platform, and uh, we we have this feedback shake in incorporated in, and that was one of the complaints that people are typing, and it shakes it. So one of our new feedback shake features is to turn that off, ah. so that it's not so invasive. You can still go into a settings and basically get get to that same interface but it's not not quite as in your face gotcha hidden menu yeah, yeah. um what's I'm, I'm the worst user to mess with because i'll just keep testing stuff while we're talking so i put my phone down um those are actually the greatest users because as developers <laughs> we go through the the happy scenario so we know and we go through what we think pe people would do but then we'll get these we'll get these feedback shakes we're like why would you ever do that why, who would ever do that? Well, obviously somebody did. There you go. <laughs> that's why this feedback shake is great to get directly to the users because a lot of times when you create apps, you can't get directly direct user feedback. So. Okay. So besides talking about, and you actually, I heard you saying HCP for HANA Cloud Platform because that was the name of the SCP before it came out, which I love, yeah. right? Because that's the history, right? So yeah, SAP has HANA and, and HANA code is uh, what's powering the cloud platform still. We've got uh, runtimes that run on HANA. We've got things that we're doing with other things I talk about with Cloud Foundry and with Kubernetes and all this technology coming together. But what do SAP users, like 100,000 employees, what do they most care about? Like what are they shaking their phones and telling you in the feedback or how do you get requests for new applications? Well, a lot of times um, we'll get requests for new applications kind of by word of mouth. People will say, "Hey, you're you're an IT. Uh, do you think we would be? Could we do, make an app that does this? Or do you think maybe this would be a good idea? Or I'd like to build an app that does this." A lot of times, um, 
will we'll say, well, yeah, but that's that's a small group. We we're, we're a small team and we need to manage all of these all of these apps. So it, we have to get the best bang for our buck. So um, maybe it'll be included into a feature of another app that we nice. have. Yeah, so we have one of the apps that we have is is a campus app. And this is kind of the I like the story of this app because it started out as a proof of concept beacon application. So Bluetooth, low energy, it, you would go buy a beacon and it would do something. It would say you would walk into the cafeteria and it would pop up the lunch menu. Mm -hmm. Well, now it's it's mutated. Uh, a lot of a lot of the features that are in it right now are because people have requested it or maybe we've merged a couple applications into it. So we can book meeting rooms now. We can do point-to-point -point navigation. Well, almost point-to-point. -point. That will be out at the end of the year for sure. Or maybe maybe even in another month. I'm not sure with the timeline. Uh, but the point-to-point -point navigation stuff is really cool. Okay. Um, you can see your calendar. It'll tell you how far it is to get to your next meeting. Um, it has a whole bunch of cool stuff in that app, um, but what were you asking me? You asked me a different question. Well, I was just saying, how do people get a request in to build an application from IT? So I, I work for sales and I think we need an application that does a certain thing and it doesn't seem to be existing in my self-service uh, catalog. How do I request a new application? Oh, right, so sales is actually a different, a different, a different animal because sales, we have a lot, that's the probably, that's our biggest customer. So sales, and they kind of get what they want. The tricky thing with sales is they have, uh, they have something on the web, they have something on their laptop maybe, mm -hmm. that does exactly what they're doing. And the trick is we don't want to replicate that desktop app on a small device. Uh, this is where it actually comes into, where, where we, where Apple comes in because we've often gone to the Apple Design Center mm -hmm. uh, in um, Cupertino, which, which helps. We take some users, we take the managers, we take some developers, and we really f hash out what they need. Uh, it's, it's tricky because for us to say, oh, you have that, you don't want to put that on it. You don't want to put that on, on a mobile device. It's tricky for us to say that, but for Apple to say that, it's it makes it okay. But we do have a lot of a lot of apps for sales that connect to our backend system using all of our own products, using Cloud Connector, going back to CRM. Um, yeah, so we also we have we have a lot of apps for them. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's a big user base within the company, and I know when Kevin Music was on the podcast a few weeks ago. He was telling me about how Apple and the SAP SDK now include the ability to check a box and say, I want to def define that this application is going to be working on a MacBook as well as a mobile device. Because some things you do want to do that for and other ones you don't. Right. So, so that's the Mac Catalyst stuff. And we do have some development going on with the Mac Catalyst using the SDK. So that's pretty, that is pretty exciting. But, it, but just like you're saying, sometimes it's not appropriate. Sometimes mm -hmm. there's there's a reason you should have it on your on your computer and not on a on a small device because it it is it's, you can't you can't just just adding a long menu isn't going to help you. I mean yeah. that's going to be cumbersome. 
Exactly. All right. So, I mean, we've gone uh, definitely over 10 minutes, which is usually my goal for this short chat, which is awesome. And I really appreciate learning about what really makes a good app design and how we do it at SAP. So I think I've learned a lot. I think I learned about how we design for 100,000 employees, how we meet with Apple, which is a great advantage that our company has, that we can meet and go to Apple's design center and learn from their best practices. Uh, we use a great tool to manage the deployment of our applications. We get feedback by shaking the device. Anything else that I missed? Uh, no, no, I think, I think that's, that's about it. So where can the listeners go to play with some of this code? Is there a certain tutorial they can complete? So we, we have lots of tutorials on developers.sap.com. Uh, you can just do a search for the iOS SDK to get some of the information there. Uh, or you can also go to developer.apple.com slash SAP, because again, we, we do have this really strong partnership. Actually, one of the things I would recommend would actually be the Mentor app, which is an iPad app with, that you can download from the external app, app store. And that, that lets you see quickly all the components that the SDK has available to it, and even some code snippets uh, to, to play around with those components themselves. So that's probably that's, one of the apps. That's actually use. the app that Santosh and I worked on at Sapphire. Uh, he worked oh. on it. I, I demoed it, but he worked on it. So yeah, that's actually the one. It's a mentor app. Great. Yeah. And we use that app all the time. Yeah. I love yep. like the hexadecimal color codes and stuff included in it, which is really cool. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, thank you very much. And I wish you a great weekend. Great. Thank you. You too. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Talk to you later. Thank you. Bye. That was a really fun interview. I enjoy talking to Tricia, and it was definitely colder in Philadelphia when we recorded this a few weeks ago. Now it's 91 degrees Fahrenheit today in Philadelphia, about 32 Celsius, and it's about the same temperature in California. So quite a difference. And in two weeks, we're going to have a different topic. Instead of learning about best practices for Apple development and mobile applications, we're going to switch gears and go into application orchestration with Kubernetes and how you can actually use Project Gardener, an open source project from SAP, to manage your Kubernetes clusters. So it's going to be a fun discussion with my friend Adel Zalouk. Hope to see you guys then. Thanks. Bye. Bluebeard's Tech Talk has been brought to you by your host, Bluebeard, also known as Josh Bentley. And while I work for SAP, these opinions are not an official SAP stance. They are my own opinions and my own conversations. Thanks. Hope to see you next time on Bluebeard's Tech Talk.